Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hoaxes and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Now with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to Uncovering the Truth with Mayor Rudolph Giuliani and me, Dr. Maria, sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Like always, Mayor, we have a lot to talk oh, about. I got this. I put up a board this morning uh, and then uh, Dr. Maria fixed it, as she always does. And I tell you, we could we need three more boards. <laughs> we need three more hours. I sort of, I sort of watched uh, uh uh, Greg Kelly do this, and it really, I yeah, like, I like what he does. Yeah, he's fun to watch, that's for sure. And he, you know, but he does it, he like moves them around. Boom, 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 boom. In the middle of the, you know, he goes into a show, and I, I think half the time it comes out just the opposite of the way he started it, but it's really exciting to watch. He's very entertaining, he surely is. Well, we're gonna start with the student loan debt. Um, probably uh, the two most uh, things people wrote me this week were on uh, the outrageous spending in this whole student loan thing, and then the deaths related to the COVID-19 shot, which we will do in the second half of the show. On which, Dr. Maria, you just have to acknowledge, was way ahead of anybody, except for maybe four, but about four or five people in her category. Um, well, you know, one thing I can say about that is early on in the pandemic, I tried to educate about viruses, this particular virus, because it was manipulated. And unfortunately, like many prestigious physicians and virologists, they were censored. But on the student loan, we don't even know what that's going to cost you and me. And this is what really makes me upset. I've heard repeatedly the argument, well, I took out a student loan and I paid it back. I sacrificed for my children. Most people did. Yeah. So I hear that repeatedly and I relate and I totally agree with it. Here's the other one that, again, just shows how this isn't fair what about the people who aren't college bound, who never had anything in their imagination to go to college, but they were hard workers, paid their taxes, and maybe opened up a small business or just wanted to work in a regular job? Why did they have to now pay someone's student loan for people making six figures? They say it's, you know, around 125 that you can't make more than $125,000 a year if you're a couple, not more than 250000 That's a great living. Let's make it, let's make it real simple. Let's say a man became a, uh, a plumber and a wife became a teacher. Yeah. They are now married. They both had student loans. I mean, they, 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 uh, the plumber didn't have a student loan and the teacher paid her student loan off. Yeah. Uh, and she was so happy when she did. And now all of a sudden she's paying off. Now, here, here's the insult and, and basically tells us we're a dictatorship. They can't tell us that the Delta was actually originally between zero and 500 billion. The other day, the White House begrudgingly had some little guy who was about four foot three 
Oh, was show it Fauci? Up. I don't know who it was. Oh. They didn't even have him. They didn't even have him go up to the uh, podium. They, no, be you, know, you know, in the front of the White House where the Easter Bunny shows up and he comes out of the ground. <laughs> well, he came, they had, he was like in a little bunker there, and he said the cost is two hundred and ten billion, and then he got off. They don't even know. It costs two hundred ten billion. They don't then, know. So the Independent o- Office of Congressional Research says it's two hundred eighty-five billion. Yeah. Uh, another independent office said it's mostly Democrats. It's three hundred and ten billion. Yeah. And the I've one that you would trust to... the mo- one that you would trust the most because it's made up of Republicans is five hundred billion. And then I'll give you what you trust the most of all: your common sense. Remember this show yes. about common sense too. Yes. What has the history of this been? When Biden said Obamacare would cost us nothing, it cost us a trillion dollars. Yeah. With fourteen hidden taxes. Mainly on businesses with that affordable <laughs> care. Every, How great affordable society, is it? The Great Society program cost 50 times more than yep. that. Because these things never cost. They never go low. They always go high. Well, let's let's hear from President Biden himself on is he this now? student loan. Cumulative deficit pay for the programs many times over. Say what? <laughs> I'm working on, you know, you know, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking of a whole new thing for my uh, like not change a career, but slight alteration of career. And I've always wanted to be an interpreter for Biden. Oh, gosh, a bit. No, there are two things I've always wanted to do, aside from being a catcher for the Yankees, which is, you know, my knees now that I have to catch in a wheelchair. (laughs) So um, here are the two left. I want to be a stand up comedian or an actor. So I thought I could do a stand. I'm, I'm working on imitations. Okay. So that's why I keep playing these Biden things. Uh, maybe the best way to do Biden is just go out there and say nothing. Yeah. You know, you just go. Or whisper in the microphone. Like that. that the beginning I'm going of, play to the beginning, kill just you. Just play the very beginning of that again. Cumulative deficit reduction. What was that? What was that? Was that like um, two brain cells collide with each other? Because they just died, and and that's where the, these words were coming from. You know, I don't get it. Many in his party, even a guy mm-hmm. I, who I like as a person, Representative Chris Pappas is in my district in New Hampshire. I don't like his policies, and I don't like that he votes we, uh, with uh, uh, the uh, radical left 100% visit- of the time. But he said that this policy is wrong and that President Biden overstepped his role in the purse strings belong in Congress. Now he's a businessman. So, we, you know, he's, yeah. he's one of and I think he should be defeated, too, because he's a vote for he's a vote for Pelosi. He's a vote for everything. He's about 95 percent pro uh, pro demented a guy. Uh, but I have to say there are some people that no matter how left they are, they still retain common sense. And I mean, all the all the Obama people, it's amazing. All of Obama's top economists, including Jason Furman, says this is a disaster, not just bad. It's a disaster. You couldn't have you couldn't have put together worse programs uh, with all the money that we're spending. Well, I guess we also have to say a little something about that very small story about the Mar-a-Lago raid. Oh, my God. You've been on every television show this week. Everybody wants to know what Mayor Giuliani, with that great legal hat of yours, thinks about this affidavit. Now, I read it. Of course, I couldn't read a lot of it. It was blanked out. It was, you know, redacted. You know when you said that? Everybody wants to know what Mayor Giuliani thinks of the, the FCC. Just tuned in. The FCC police just tuned in. 
In what they and they say. are now waiting to try to throw me off the No, air. I think that's the FBI. Oh, the FBI? <laughs> oh, they tried already. I think that's the FBI. I'm going to try not to characterize it because if I did... So tell us about the affidavit. Come well, on. All right, let's make it we really, knew really, this really, was going to happen, though, let's right? Make it, let's make it really, really with the, simple. With the redaction. Let's make it really simple. Uh, I haven't read anything by lawyers analyzing this except for one article, the one in the, in the Wall Street Journal, that uh, would incline me to hire them as assistant U.S. attorneys when I hired hundreds of assistant U.S. attorneys. Because they, uh, it is one of those things where on a law exam, I'd give them all somewhere around a C. They're missing the key point. I'm going to say it again, and I know it took a year and a half to get the key point of the of the hard drive out that Hunter gave half of everything to his father, and he says that. They buried that, and it took a, two years to get it out. I finally got it out. This affidavit isn't worth the paper it was written on and warrant because it purports to be about national security, national emergency, Search warrants happen because there's an emergency. Otherwise, you use a subpoena. And the judge wrote down 11 days to execute it. And the That's FBI the part. took I don't three th- days to do it, which indicates what if you take three days to do something, it indicates not so important. But how about the judge, right? The judge is supposed to be the person who says whether there's enough evidence or not to do this. Uh, many, many people, more than half of the country, believe this is politically motivated. But anyways, that what you just said, Rudy Giuliani, the judge gave them 11 days. The FBI took three days to do it. It wasn't such a national emergency. They got right in there. But the judge himself gave them 11 days to execute it. Which means when the judge evaluated all this and he looked at all of this and he said there's probable cause to do a warrant, he said there's a probable cause to do a warrant, but manana. We can do it when we want to. There is no emergency. If there is no emergency, there is no reason for a break-in. Then you do what you did last time when you got documents. You issue a subpoena, and there's no evidence they didn't comply with the subpoena. They turned all the documents in. In fact, whatever you can read of the affidavit is about what Trump gave them. Plus, there's a letter from the FBI kind of blessing the system they had until they got it worked out. The FBI agent says, well, until basically until we get back to this, keep them safe in the room they're in and add one more lock. They add the one more lock. And now they have every right to believe that the dispute hasn't been solved, but they have it in the right place. This is a. Uh, uh, but, you know, they just get away with ridiculous. They, how come they're not in jail for Russian collusion, paying a million dollars to set up a phony story to put a president in jail? Well, here's the next story we need to talk about is Zuckerberg wow. on the Joe Rogan That's show. That's a big one. Cl- saying that he and his organization collaborated biggie, with the FBI. Let's hear his own voice. There was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. So you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us. and was like, hey, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. We thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be 
some kind of dump that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. Now, I want you to stop right there. And I want you to play just that last sentence again. That very last. There's about to be a... Is there a way to do that? I'm going to tell you why. I want to tell you when this was. Because you sometimes have to relate this to your own life. And Miranda Devine is the one who alerted me to this. And should have an article on this very, very shortly. But this is extraordinarily important. Basically, they're saying, you know, 2016... They believe the Russians interfered. Yeah, Hillary paid them to interfere. Now, now they're saying, we just got information that there may be a dump now. Do you know when this was on the other side of uh, of the world that was going on? Myself and my lawyer, Bob Costello, were up uh, about four days in a row, along with a few of other people on our staff and the New York Post and several other newspapers trying to get them to, to, to publish the hard drive of Hunter Biden that had been given to us by John Mac Isaac. This is during that very, very period. Now, try to follow this for a moment. A year before, they had gone and gotten my iCloud account. In fact, the first day they took it is the day I represented Donald Trump. Unbeknownst to you, though, right? Oh, never. I you, didn't you no had idea. no idea This is about completely this. unconstitutional. And this is one of the reasons why. So now they're listening in on the president's lawyer, and there were uh, texts. I don't use email much. There were texts between Bob Costello and me, uh, kind of guarded. But you could, if you're an FBI, I could have figured it out because we were confused at first. Who is this guy? Is he uh, misleading us? Is it a trap? I mean, someday I'll tell you the whole thing. But there was a week of analysis that went on. Then we contacted well-known experts. So if you looked at who I contacted or who Bob contacted, and the F- and the and you're an FBI agent, you'd know we just contacted a guy who's an expert on identifying handwriting. We just identified a guy who's an expert on identifying uh, uh, indicia for uh, for uh, for emails and for and for text. How do you track them down? It would take you about half a day to figure out Giuliani and uh, Costello are on the track of some kind of messages that Hunter Biden put out. And they already had it at that point. And then they could go back and then they could go back to my they could go back to all the records they took of me. And who knows who else? So they knew you were shopping it out. To the New York Post and other magazines. So Who they wanted that? to preempt it. Well, we're going to continue this conversation. Stay with fascinating, us. Fascinating. This yes, fascinating. we're going to take a short break. Hoaxes and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Now with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. Well, thank you for joining us on Uncovering the Truth. We were talking about... Brought to you by <laughs> Towers. That's right. T2T.org. Zuckerberg from Facebook admitting to Joe Rogan that I'm using this word. He colluded with the FBI (laughs) to hold back the Hunter laptop contents. I'm not referring to the weird stuff this guy was into or the smoking of crack, which is illegal. I'm referring to the information on there that in in um, (coughs) indicates his father had a piece of selling his office. But here's the funny thing. He says 
that the FBI warned because in the 2016 there was Russian collusion. Remember what happened in 2016? The Democrat Party and Hillary Clinton made up the Russian collusion story. FBI knew it within days back in 2016 that that dossier was fake. So for four years, they perpetuated a lie, less than four years. But anyways, they perpetuated a lie and continued it for the 20 to 20 election. So for two elections that we know about, there was collusion from the FBI, the Democrat Party, Hillary Clinton in the 2016. We know from 2000 and mules, there was massive cheating with the Zuckerberg boxes. How much more collusion? What can we do to safeguard our elections? How much more? How many more times do these people have to lie? The whole group of them have to lie. Uh, they're lying about January 6th right now. It's the same group. Uh, Shifty Schiff is the guy who told us he had the proof of Russian collusion. Russian collusion, there is no proof. It was made up by Hillary Clinton. He was a damn liar when he said it. He's a damn liar when he starts calling January 6th an insurrection, a revolt. He's a He's an inhumane human being when he fails to investigate Ashley Babbitt's killing or the involvement of uh, Antifa, or the involvement and the mistakes, or maybe worse, of the Capitol Police that led to a lot of this. I'm not saying the people that did wrong and pushed around cops and did what they did shouldn't be punished appropriately. I am saying that by putting him in jail for 14 months and leaving him there, you got a fascist state going on, pal. And I don't care if, if people are afraid to say that. I'm not afraid to say that. Joe Biden, you run this place like this is a damn dictatorship. And, and that's fascism. You should be, you, I mean, you should be tried for crimes against humanity. Uh, you know, he, he said that the MAGA group is semi-fascist. He needs to understand and look back in history what fascism is. And it's a totalitarianism. <laughs> totalitarianism. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I did that on purpose. But anyways. You want to entertain Biden. You know. uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So speaking of that, we have a lot of people calling in at 1-800-848-9222. And, oh, the one I was going to pick just went away. See, you made a mistake. (laughs) Oh, you made a mistake hanging up. Andrew, how are you? How's it going? Um. And I wanted to add to the laptop, but now there's the cell phone, and it's not a personal, you know, attack. Legally, it appears child sex trafficking and prostitution. He has his homemade pornography videos, which there's looks like underage girls that are like 14, which would be, you know, child sex trafficking. And recently on his cell phone, he was browbeating a, I guess, a Russian prostitute saying, say, I didn't hurt you. I didn't do anything wrong, right? I didn't hurt you. So so that's another element, sex trafficking, underage sex trafficking. Andrew, you're so right. Andrew, and, and there's multiple laptops that are out. One that he forgot in Mac Isaac's store, the one that Rudolph Giuliani, you know, he wanted that Mac Isaac wanted Rudolph Giuliani to get it because he had given it to the FBI and nothing was done. He had given it to some politicians and nothing was done. So he knew Rudy would stand up for the people. But there's three different laptops that we know about 
di- very different ones. One that was uh, taken that by I a Russian prostitute that, that you haven't seen. One was taken from a Russian prostitute, and then uh, one in his psychiatrist's office in Boston. But I can tell you one thing about this uh, alleged child pornography. I don't watch any kind of pornography, and Rudolph was telling me about, I looked at different things on the laptop, and he was telling me about it, and that he fears there was children on there, and he was very distraught. And And I said, what do we do? I am a mandatory reporter. I know if I have knowledge of that, I have to report that, and you do too as a human being. He literally took that laptop with Bernard Carrick, and they went to Delaware, and you could tell your story we there. Pushed, we pushed our way into the Delaware police. No way they wanted to see us. The Delaware police union had endorsed Trump. <laughs> Can you imagine your hometown police endorsed Trump? You know what they're telling you? Family's a crime family. So they got me in. They snuck me in. Well, the commandant shows up, and the commandant wants to take Bernie and me and put us in interrogation rooms like we're criminals and uh, we're going to we're going to separate the two of you and but up, but up, but up, but up, but up, but up. And I said, Commandante or whatever the hell you are, big shot with all the stuff. You got so many you got so many badges on. I can't even see your damn face. But I'm not here. I'm not here under investigation for I'm a I'm a, a mandatory reporter or a pseudo mandatory reporter. And I can get it done real fa- uh, fast. I picked out seven pictures here that as I read the law of Delaware, uh, at a minimum, you should have gone to that house immediately to protect this infant, this child, this under, underage girl. Uh, I'm, a, I'm not even sure what her name is, but I think she's a, a Biden. Uh, there they are, and I put them right in front of him, in front of all his men. The guy started to shake. He's about 6'3", and he walked out. I never saw him again. They treated me like I was who I am, the G-Man of the year. <laughs> The most successful prosecutor in the 20th century. A, a, a guy who made cases they couldn't even conceive. And a guy they had until then respect. They all had my book. And I told them and Bernie told them the whole story. Because that police department should have been at that home when they saw those pictures of those young girls. Some of them in clear. Uh, uh, so two or three of the pictures, I'd say, go over the line right into child pornography. And then a whole group of them are what you would call inappropriate sexualization of 12, 13, 14-year-old girls. Those are the ones you looked at, doctor. Would you say, I'm not going to ask you to opine on the on the, the hardcore stuff, for which we didn't let you see, uh, because of your own sensitivities. But the other stuff that you did see, you you said that. You said this is outrageous what they're doing with these young girls. Yeah, and and we were aware of at least one was from Delaware Ugh, tough subject, really, really tough. And they subject. buried it. They buried it, just like the FBI. Bur- what kind of men are they? What kind of men are they? What are they? They buried it. Like, cause you're a Biden, you can you can get to abuse young girls. Do you know Hunter Biden says himself right on the hard drive, "I'm a danger to the children." The guy is asking for help. Well, stay with us. We're taking a very short break, and we're going to talk about all those deaths from the COVID-19 shot. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow. 
This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani with Dr. Maria on Uncovering the Truth. And we are sponsored by that wonderful organization, Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. You throw in your 11 bucks. Come on, come on. 11 bucks a month to take care of our biggest heroes, the ones who put their lives on the line and lose their lives or parts of their body defending us and keeping us safe. And Tunnel to Towers is there for them. And you want to be there with Tunnel to Towers. We're going to be talking about their run at the end of September a lot in the next couple of weeks. So the big, big times coming up for Tunnel to Towers, a wonderful, wonderful organization. So I want to go to Molly in Minnesota. Hi, good morning, Rudy and Maria. How are you today? How are you? How are you, Molly? What's up? I'm hanging in there. Hey, just, you know, listening to the show. Good. Thank you. We, we, the doctor and I appreciate it tremendously. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Molly, uh, I've, been, I've been excited to hear your accent. Oh, thanks. I, I'm getting a little over some bronchitis, so I've got a little bit of raspiness to my voice, too. So, <laughs> What can we do yeah. for you today? Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, well, what I'm calling about, you know, just with this whole student debt relief stuff, you hear about all these small colleges that are being shut down for failing to properly educate students. Well, why isn't there some financial responsibility on these colleges for these students to go, they get their degrees, they go out out to the world to get their jobs, and yet they don't seem to be qualified, you know? Yeah. Is that, shouldn't they have some financial responsibility? Yeah, they should, they should. I mean, there really should be, and there are, I'm sure, um, I was never involved in this area of the law, education law, but... Right. But education should be no different than anything else. Like, so if I, if, if you come to me and I promise you a service, a, a lawyer, you come to me and I promise you a legal service and I charge you $100,000 for it and I perform it terribly, you have a right to sue me for malpractice, right? Yep. Suppose, suppose I'm supposed to sign up your deed and I'm a drunk and I don't do it. Now you don't have your house. You can sue me for your house. Well, the yep. same thing should be true of education. I pro- I'm basically you're you are either in public education, private education. It's easy, right? You make a contract, they don't fulfill it. You should be able to sue them. But public education is a contract too. You're paying for it. Yep. It, it, it isn't as if Biden's paying for your kids. And even this money he's putting in, it's not his money. It's your money. Exactly. He, this is a communist act on his part. This is why it's so dangerous. Do you realize how this is? indicates that Biden, although he probably doesn't know it because he's so demented, has become a true Marxist. I'm going to oh. I'm going to take these people who owe money and I'm going to make these people who don't pay for these people who owe money. And, yeah. how, and how about the people that never needed it? How about the taxi driver and the plumber and uh, the guy that went into the military or woman or the woman who became very successful in a little business, but she never went to college? Why should she pay for the yeah. people who are making six figures? Who are basically dead. Let's face it, they're deadbeats. Other yeah. people paid. And well, why can't we lower the interest rates on, on college loans? I mean, an interest rate on a college loan with, you know, with other people I've talked to, their kids, they're paying more for their student loan 
and interest rates than they are for the mortgage on their house. Well, That's because the federal government took it over. In my day, when course, I went to college, if you wanted a student loan, you went to your local bank. I don't remember the year that the government took it over, but we cannot get into business because we're not set up to to do bi- be, The government's way too big. I'd be 100% in favor of readjusting the loan uh, on a business, the way businesses do. Yeah. To teach them something. Yep. Go in. I owe 75000 let's say. I, uh, let, let me set up a plan. I, I, I got to pay it over 10 years. And how about you give me a little haircut on it because I, you know, that, so that, those are the kinds of deals that you should be making. Those are the kinds of deals that happen in, in, a, in a capitalist country all the time. It's one of the reasons why we have flexibility in a capitalist country. And it shows somebody dealing with it as an adult as opposed to, Mommy, Mommy, pay my, oh, I can't pay it. I can't pay it. Why don't you go in, sit down, tell the guy I can't pay it, and give him a proposal. I owe 50. Look, can you give me a break? Can I pay back 30 and I'll pay it back in three years? I'll pay it back in four years. Or can you relieve the interest a little bit? These are the kind of deals, you know, the IRS makes all the time. I'm afraid they're not going to be making it with the 87,000 armed IRS. And you're going to come in there and they're going to say, you owe 50,000 and if you don't pay it, you're going to put your be like Godfather. It's either you pay or your brains are on the on the uh, tax return. So that would be very very good idea if uh, it would teach these young people something in business. Well, you do sometimes. You don't have to pay everything. You can you can make deals, but you got to pay something. You got to show some accountability when other people you're really spending other people's money. Yeah, what a bad mistake. And but of course, he's made one mistake after the other, and I just. Hope people will come out at election time. This uh, recent election, there was a few states that had some primaries. And I know in the New York one, they said like 8% came out to vote. We can't have yeah, that. I don't, I, I, we cannot doctor, have I, that. That, scare, that scares me. I, I want to mention one or two things because you got a big one coming up. That I don't want to give you all the time for it. First of all, podcast. We've got two out right now. Please watch them. Do me a favor and watch them. First of all, watch the Robert Davey podcast, which focuses on Hunter, my son, which is going to be a movie, a really good movie that's going to come out on September 7th. We'll be talking about it and how you get it. But you'll be able to you'll be able to get the movie on September 7th. It is a high quality movie that uh, has some form of fictionalization. But it's basically in a little comedy, I think, is what he said. In a little comedy, yeah. but it's basically the story of how Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, for thirty years sold his offices for bribes, uh, and then simultaneous with it, two days later, actually, is an interview with Steve Bannon about the how the FBI and the social media are one with the with the with the Biden administration. In censorship. This censorship is not accidental. And the proof is in Zuckerberg's testimony and then the testimony about eight other people. This is a conspiracy to prevent messages from conservatives, not just Trump, but conservative Republicans to get out so that they can kill the movement. So we become a one party country, the Democratic Socialist or Democratic Communist Party. 
Right. So as I promised you, I want to talk to you about these vaccines. There are physicians, virologists that I respect so much. Dr. Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough, who's a cardiologist, Dr. Harvey Reich out of Yale University. These guys are brilliant, non-political looking at the science, and they got about 17,000 doctors to start standing up and writing to the CDC because there's a lot of funny shenanigans, as you know, happened during the pandemic. And I started reporting on it in the fall, (laughs) believe it or not, the fall of 2019. (laughs) And there's a new peer review study out, and it's very disturbing. It's called the Study... Uh, immune imprinting breath of variant recognition in germinal center response in human SARS-CoV-2 infection and vaccination. Translate. I know a big, big name, but what it means is we were told these mRNA vaccinations, they go in your body, they produce an immune response. So you get antibodies and then they leave your body. Well, this study, which is peer reviewed showed it even 60 days later, The spike proteins were in your lymph nodes, were in other places of your body, in your brain, causing inflammation. And we know from the VAERS data, remember, I don't want to get too scientific here, but um, whenever we have an adverse reaction to any drug, any vaccine, we're supposed to notify voluntarily. That's the V in VAERS. It's a voluntary um, notification to the CDC. So we know as an industry, we we're lax on that. We think, you know, maybe the secretary might report it or, you know, so they're always low. The numbers are lower than you would think. But right now we're saying about 40,000 people died from the vaccine, anywhere from 24 to 40. It's a huge range, but that's a lot of people. And shortly after, I think the definition is whether you died within six months of the vaccine. These were... This is in America? Yeah, in America. The 24,000 that are known were pretty quickly uh, identified as being related to COVID-19 vaccine. 34,000 reports of myocarditis and pericarditis. And 44,000 reports from people who are permanently disabled. Remember when um, Justin Bieber had um, some facial paralysis? I Everybody do. thought, why doesn't he come out and just say he has the va- had the vaccine? Because that was a typical reaction. He might have been able to help other people. Like Bell's palsy. His young wife had two strokes. Everybody just assumed, they never admitted it, that she had the vaccine. Because we're seeing these strokes, heart attacks. We did a little promo for our show today, and I said about the young people dying. Every day you can open up a magazine, a paper, and you hear about an athlete on the floor, on the, you know, whether they're on a football mm-hmm. field, just dropping dead. And this is a, this is a big thing. And Dr. Malone and all these physicians are now saying. And Robert F. Kennedy. And Robert F. Kennedy, who's not a doctor. Um, where some of us, including me in the past, were saying, you know, if you're 65 and above, you might want to consider the vaccine. These doctors are saying there is no age group that should be getting these vaccines because the risk. I'm, I'm sorry. Far what do you mean by age group? Age. Oh, a- oh, A-G-E. That's age hearing. group. No, that's OK. Age group, because it used to be we try to push it for the elderly. 
But now they're saying even the elderly, you shouldn't. You, you shouldn't, so, that they're so, not good for anybody. And the fact that they're giving it to little kids is terrible. You know, Pfizer tried to block all of their data for 75 years. If you're proud of the work you did, why would you block it for 75 years? Tom Fitton through Judicial Watch got a Freedom of Information Act we request. We've got to have him on. we got to have him on. He is a, there's, a, there's another there's hero. There's a lot of pages what missing. What a tough guy but that in guy is. their studies already showed women were miscarrying and they were having myocarditis and they had deaths during the trial and all I, I get pissed off all that information was hidden from the public fauci knew freaking cdc knew and these doctors who are so brilliant were uh labeled conspiracy theorists they were shut down from twitter what kind of world do we live in where the people that followed the science were mo- there were silenced, silenced, and the people who didn't follow silence were glorified? But anyway, back. Well, to I got to tell you, I got to tell you something. I used to do I this. Before I beat test, somebody up, I used to <laughs> I used to test my candidates for assistant U.S. attorneys because they had to go in there and prosecute the mafia terrorists. People were going to kill them. They had to stay focused. The defense lawyers were brilliant and would always try to get them. I would do what I'm doing right now to them and. Dr. Maria would have come out right on the very top. Do you notice she didn't take the bait on any of those little asides that I – she just went right ahead and she made her point and she was going to deal with me after. She would have made a hell of a warrior. She would have made a hell of anything. But, okay, great point. And it it, 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 it is the um, – it's inherent in uh, – the only people to be blamed about this are people who aren't being honest. Uh, we had a uh, existential problem which is we had a completely new disease we didn't know anything about. Uh, for, I think, uh, financial reasons, they were cutting back on treatment because they wanted the big money for the vaccines. I don't have any doubt about that. I don't think any of that. There are a bunch of It's a billion-dollar in, uh, industry. The, the money here is a billion, trillion. Trillion. I mean, the, yep. these, people, these people are the worst of the worst. However, however they should have giving people more of an opportunity to make their own decisions. You're going to correct me if I get this wrong, but I'm going to try to simplify it. Vaccines generally have a long testing period before we let them out because correct. They're, they're new. They're yeah. novel. Yeah. We haven't used them before, and they're doing strange things. Yeah. And some of the problems they cause don't show up for a year or two. Right. So that's why you want, that's when originally Fauci probably said the right thing when he said it was going to take two years to do this or three yeah, years. Yeah. The minute that this, they did this in less than a year, you have an inherent problem built right into it. Yeah. You're in the no, uh, we don't know land. Yeah. And, they and, and the thing about that. mRNA technology, this is the first time we use the vaccine. First time ever this technology was used. It's been in the labs for a while, been tested for actually decades in the laboratory. Um, but it's the first time we used them on human beings. So I often use the term you were used as a Petri dish. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. And the difference between Trump and Biden here is Trump did a soft sell of this. Trump sold it. Well, he rel- he relied on his doctors. But no, 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 but he did a soft sell. Yeah. He, he lay, I know these facts because Trump laid them out. And he said nobody was going to be punished for this. Biden said that, too, and then Biden lied to us, and he acted like 
the second coming of Mussolini with all those mandates. Government by mandate is a dictatorship. I'm sorry. It's a dictatorship. And liberal left-wing Democrats like to be dictators. It's inherent in wanting to make us socialist. So we, we got a little. There are a couple other things I want to talk to you about. Gosh, we ran out of time. I haven't, I haven't thought about that, too. I'm going to figure out how to talk faster. <laughs> well, you come back in a few minutes, and we're going to get in a couple more. we got to talk a little bit about what's going on with crime. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with Uncovering the Truth. And it is sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Make your $11 a month contribution. Do more if you can so that we stand behind 100% the men and the women who go out every day, every night, not knowing if they're going to return or they're going to return with their limbs. And Frank Silla and his wonderful family, which is what T2T is, it's a family, they're there. I don't care what they're doing, they're there. I don't think I've ever, ever called Frank. I remember when uh, when the sh- uh, shootings of the detectives took place in New York and we started the whole process of paying for mortgages. I called him up because because uh, the family was devastated. He was there in two hours. It took him two hours to get there. You know why? He stopped at the bank first. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think of that guy? Come on. So I got I've, I've got that, that, Therefore, I got to talk to you about 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 crime. I mean, uh, Mayor Adams has said some very, very weird things to indicate to me he's not a cop. But this thing about criticizing them for congregating and talking too much, that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. He's got a police department that's got a morale problem. You don't uh, – any organization, make it anything. If you know anything about Leadership 101, and I probably wrote one of the most famous books on leadership, really, two million copies, huh? Top of the time. Congratulations. The, time, the Times, you know, makes believe that in multiple countries, in multiple 13, languages. Thirteen languages, yeah. yeah. And I still, I still get re, uh, request a lecture on it. I still get um, Oprah Winfrey let me do a lecture on it on national television. But in any event, uh, you, you just know this now. You just know this because you're an intelligent person. All of you listening. When when your uh, baseball team, your football team, your uh, group of um, of uh, innovators uh, for uh, for uh, science uh, are going through a tough time, right? You don't stop picking on them for stupid things like they spend a little too much time at the water cooler. Or, oh, you're talking about that letter, yeah. yeah. Uh, just and then he's got a picture of cops standing around talking. Now, first of all. I know cops better. He may have been a cop, but I know cops a hell of a lot better than he does. He does, and I sure as hell got a hell of a lot better response from them. I sure know how to motivate them, and he doesn't. So to pick on him is ridiculous. 
And where is the chief? Is that typical for the mayor to write the police a letter like that? Oh, instead maybe of a jackass. What about the, what, what is her name even? I, I, I don't know. He I steps all her over the, her. Doesn't Funerals. anybody say to this guy, hey, Adams, that's a stupid thing to do. At a t- you want to bring up this issue, get crime down by 20%, then start working on the other issues. I remember when I had crime down about 50 55%, I got a call on the radio, and somebody was complaining about too much noise. His priorities are and you know what I said? You know what I said? What? I said, I love your call. You know, four years ago, you'd be calling me about shootings. Yeah, yeah. Now you're calling. I'm not trying to minimize it. We'll get yeah. rid of the damn noise. Yeah. But you realize that you realize what you just did for me. Uh, this guy has no sense of that. He's just not a leader. And then this complaining with Abbott after this idiot sets up a sanctuary city and wants them to vote. I mean, he's killing New York. He's killing it. Maybe worse than De Blasio, because De Blasio, you got what you saw. A big, big, stupid communist. This guy pretends to be a cop. And sometimes says the right things at press conferences, but he never never does does anything. Never has the courage to do the right thing. So I want to ask you something, uh, some advice, and I want the doctor to... I get very frustrated. We all do around various things. Right? I get frustrated for you sometimes when I do the radio show. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I don't know how many other calls we have. I see seven on the board that want to talk to us. Even if we took some time right now, we'd only be able to do one. And they're all good. I'm telling you, I know. I know some. I don't know others. Uh, I want to answer all of them. I would sit here until midnight. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, you know, radio is radio. It costs money. It's a, this is a, this is a, a terrestrial radio station and its time is enormously precious. And we gotta, we gotta constantly be, um, doing the right thing. And they're absolutely right. We gotta be, we gotta be the most relevant so we get the best for the people. So I am thinking of doing a, uh, a call-in show online where we have a lot more discretion and a lot more time. Those of us who want to devote time to this can. Those who don't can just ignore us. And I set up a call-in show, possibly one hour twice a week, uh, with an online telephone number. And uh, and maybe a few little bells and whistles we'll we'll put around it. But mostly it's going to be so we can talk. And we set it up really uh, somewhat as a club, so it's just us. I mean... here we can do debating. You want to call me and you want to debate. And if you want to debate me there too. But I, at least I want to have serious people in it. So they got to make a little bit of a commitment. So we'll do it as kind of like a, a little bit of a premium channel. So we know we have serious, thoughtful people. And, and then, uh, let's see how it goes. Not, not only will I answer questions, see that if I can start some panel discussions with you guys. Like you, you think about Joe in Brooklyn. There's a guy who knows more about communism than anyone, or Dr. Maria. I mean, you don't, you have no idea what, well, you tell, tell us about your background and one of the reasons why you understand the people. You were the number one, number one, numero uno of CEOs of rural hospitals for eight straight years. Well, let me just say this. As a leader, right? 
healthcare is a business. As a CEO, you have to, you know, have strategy, have to have vision. I was very, very good in those roles because I was a businesswoman and I did have vision and I did care about uh, patients. I really did. What was neat and unique about myself personally is I could, I knew a lot about finance and business. So like a CFO, COO, I knew a lot about healthcare, like a chief nursing officer. And I knew about vision and how to promote the hospital as a CEO. But that's when you should know your leadership skills, what you have, what you don't have. So I always like to surround myself with people very different than me. But anyways, about this show, I think you should talk about it during the week and get some feedback about it. And then, hey, yeah. try it. I'm going to try it. it. I'm definitely going to try it either end of next week or end of the week after. And I'm going to try it, and then we're going to do two or three different variations over two, three-week period, and then we'll come up with the right one. And then we're also going to do another show offline or online or whatever you want to call it, uh, just devoted to be a short period of time in the 2022 election because I want to focus everybody on the choices that have to be made and show you uh, how it can be done and how it might not get done. We don't take any chances, Okay. I have something important to say before I close this. I am getting blown up with people with questions and they're feeling really bad that they took the shot or gave it to their child. Um, look at, I don't want to make you feel bad. You're asking what to do now. Please, please, please work with your physicians. I know many of you have think your physicians lied to you. Ask for peer review studies. Look up what Dr. Malone is saying, what Dr. Harvey Reich is saying, what Dr. Peter McCullough. I know some of the language is tough, but start doing some of your research. And God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Uncovering the Truth. Thank you. You're our people. We're your people. We're there. we got to save America for the people. God bless America.